Welcome to True Story, the public relations podcast, a space where we get a peek behind the scenes of brands and businesses that have a real story to tell. Because in today's world, we are done with perfect and fake. We want to support brands that aren't afraid to show their true colors. I'm your host, Whitney Lee, the founder of True Story PR, an agency focused on helping businesses show up authentically through their social media, PR, and more. We pride ourselves on always keeping it real. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, welcome back. I hope you're having a great week. Today's episode is just me, um, and it's talking about a topic that I get a lot of questions on. And honestly, like that's how I come up with a lot of these um, solo episodes is I look back on my week or the last few weeks, and I just see like what are our clients struggling with? What questions are our clients asking us or potential clients asking us? Because I feel like that's so relatable. If these people are dealing with these questions or, or, you know, they're confused on these topics, I guarantee there's a lot of business owners that are out there. And I know this one is definitely something um, that I, gosh, every single client asks me this. um, It's like the greatest mystery of all time in marketing. It's like, how, here's the question, how do we pop up higher on Google search without paying for it. How do we pop up higher without paying for it? That is a lovely question. So honestly, like there's no perfect answer um, because Google doesn't want you to know, right? Uh, They want you to pay for it. They don't want you to know the secret to their algorithm, but they definitely have an algorithm of how they decide who pops up the highest. Uh, and sometimes when I start talking with my clients about, about that, I, I kind of reverse the question. I'm like, how does Google decide? You know, everybody's kind of left scratching their head. So uh, today's episode, I just want to give you a quick overview. I've got six things, and there's probably way more than this, but I've got six good things that you can be doing. They're completely free, um, and this will help you rank higher on Google. Now, let me preface this by saying I'm really not an SEO expert. I know a good amount about SEO because of PR and other projects I've done. I I definitely understand SEO, but am I like the queen bee of SEO? No, not necessarily, Uh, but I know quite a good bit. So hopefully this stuff is helpful for you today uh, because I think that Google really is one of the most, I mean, if you're just now catching on to this, it's literally one of the most important aspects of the success of your business. What's interesting is it's important for businesses like completely virtual businesses that are selling to people all over the nation, but it's also incredibly valuable to like local brick and mortars uh, that are trying to service people only in their local area. So it's one of the only like marketing tools I don't even know if I call it a marketing tool necessarily, but it's like one of the only things that actually covers both of those areas. Like, you know, usually most marketing or or PR efforts, um, you kind of have to change the strategy a little bit if you're localing, if you're trying to uh, market locally versus if you're trying to uh, market nationally. So um, let's talk about it. So how do you pop up higher without paying for it um, to Google? Uh, So the first thing that we're going to talk about is uh, your domain 
or your URL. So for people, if you're listening, and this is, um, I always try to make this super simple because SEO does kind of get to be a little bit of a headache. But um, what is your website address? You know, what is your URL? That is something that absolutely uh, plays a role. So there's a strategy where you can buy multiple domains that all have to do with your business. Now, not every single one is going to be the domain that you promote. I call it your primary domain. You know, like when somebody says, hey, what's your website? I say truestorypr.co. You know, that is your main, your primary domain. Um, But uh, you can buy other domains that will belong to you. And when people go to those domains or like if they legitimately typed in, PR agency Pensacola, I don't own that, but if I did, um, then it would redirect and bring them to True Stories website. That's what I'm talking about here. So buying valuable domains, and this is, let me kind of break it down um, of how you need to select them. Now, first of all, your main URL needs to be your brand. Okay, so my company is True Story PR. I'm going to try to get the domain true story PR. That's why I have .co because somebody else owns the .com. Hello, if you're listening, please sell it to me. Um, Not that .co is really that big of a deal, but I do. When I tell people my website, I always have to say truestorypr.co, not .com. Make sure you type in .co because .com, it doesn't go anywhere, but still like if I, you know, and also your primary domain determines what your email addresses are going to be. So you want to think about that as well, because if you have some really confusing abbreviated, which we're going to talk about in a second, um, URL, it's going to be a real pain when people are like, Hey, what's your email address? And you're like, Whitney at True dash story dash public dash relations dash Pensacola dash, you know, like you got it. It needs to be something simple and easy and it relates directly to your brand name. Sometimes I see people buying like like other ones like PR is cool dot com. No, like your main URL needs to be your company name or get as close to it as possible. And, you know, like in my situation, somebody owns truestorypr.com. I actually submitted a request in Google domains to like reach out to that person to see if they're interested and willing to sell it to me. I don't know what they're going to want for it, but I thought it was worth asking. So that is an option. If you search for your domain and someone else owns it, you can actually, you can't reach out to them yourself. It won't tell you their contact info, but you can go through your domain provider and ask them to um, contact the person. So, and sometimes I think actually you can find an email address, but I haven't had any luck with people responding to it. So that's, you know, first of all, to get into this whole URL thing, your your main URL should be your brand because your emails are going to be that too. Okay. So tips on buying other URLs. Okay. Think about what people are Googling when they look for you or businesses like you. Okay. So for example, if you're a med spa in Scottsdale, Arizona, you know, maybe your the name of your spa is, you know, glitter and lace med spa, Okay, but most people, when they start looking for a med spa in Scottsdale, like your main URL could be glitterandlacespa.com, fine, 
but it would be incredibly valuable for you to own a domain, something like medspascottsdale.com. Because think about it, when people are looking for a med spa in Scottsdale and they don't know, you know, like if they've heard of you, they're probably going to Google your name. But if they haven't heard of you and they're just like shopping for med spas, I guarantee the first thing they're going to type in is med spa Scottsdale or vice versa, Scottsdale med spa. People use a lot of locator terms, okay? So think about terms like that that you could buy. And honestly, like if I could get both of those, I would buy both of them with Scottsdale first and Scottsdale last. So I would buy, if I could, scottsdalemedspa.com and medspascottsdale.com. Um, you know, I, I think honestly, since all three words are in there, either way, the searchability is going to help. Um, but also think about other terms that people are searching for. So we'll stay on the med spa thing. Okay. They med spas do a lot of Botox, right? So do, who owns Botox Scottsdale.com Scottsdale Botox.com. Think about services that you provide that people start searching for, you know, facials, you know, um, facials, you know, esthetician, scottsdale.com, you know, things like that. Think about what people Google when looking for you or for businesses like you. Okay. That might be the type of business you are, and it might be a service you offer. Okay. So that's the first tip in buying a domain. Number two, locator terms are really big. And I kind of already started delving into this with the Scottsdale example, because people use it a lot when they Google, right? When I'm looking for, you know, uh, Pensacola restaurants, I type in Pensacola restaurants. So uh, people use locator terms a lot because it helps narrow down the search, but also Google it knows where you are. It actually has, um, usually, unless you cut it off, it has your location. Um, and it's doing that because Google is trying to honestly serve you with the best options possible. They're trying to serve you with options near you. Yes, they're trying to stalk you also, but really Google does a great job of like first and foremost prioritizing like things and options that are close to where you physically are. So keep that in mind when you're buying a domain that locator terms are very, very important. People use them. Google uses them, you know. Um, so brick and mortars, this is a specifically very, very huge for you. If you're trying to serve people in a specific local area, I would definitely um, buy some domains that have your city in it as well. And make sure like it's your city the way people write it out, you know. Uh, for example, years ago when I was like in the Destin-Fort Walton area, um, like people would abbreviate Fort Walton like FWB. That's not what, no, people don't search FWB. People search Fort Walton Beach, okay? Oh gosh, now I'm already ahead of myself. Number three, the number three tip for buying another domain is don't use abbreviations unless people call you that or unless um, people like that is a well-known abbreviation for the area or whatever. So don't use abbreviations. I'll give you an example. We had a client that had this and, uh, their email addresses are like this and everything now. And I jumped in and I said, Hey, you know, like this might be not a good idea, but I'm going to change their name just to give you an example. 
um, you know, and just for their privacy. So let's say that you're, um, you have a spa in Malibu, California, and the name of your spa, I'm totally just making this up. This, this probably exists somewhere out there, but I'm just making this up for an example. Okay. The spa at Malibu beach resort. Okay. That's the name of your spa, right? So I would never make your URL, the spa at MBR, like, you know, like abbreviating Malibu Beach Resort. No, no, no. Don't do that. Because 95 per, unless everyone calls the resort MBR, which I highly doubt, um, you, you don't want to abbreviate it that way because people aren't searching for it that way. I understand what businesses are doing. They're like, wow, that would be such a long URL for our URL to be the spa at Malibu Beach Resort. Um, but for an SEO reason, it, it's actually far better for you. Or you could cut it down and cut out the and at, you know, spa Malibu Beach Resort, you know, or if the resort goes by the nickname Malibu Resort or Malibu Beach, maybe your your URL is just spa Malibu Beach.com, you know. Think about what people actually call you, but so unless they actually use the abbreviation, you should not be using that in your URL and it's a waste of time for you to buy other URLs that have little abbreviations like that, you know? Um, so that's the number three tip in buying a valuable domain. Uh, number four, think about what people actually call your business. Again, I kind of said this in the last one, but like if your business, you know, the full name, I'll give you an example like 10 years ago before I started the agency, I was a director of marketing for the Hilton Sandestin Beach Golf Resort and Spa. Ooh, mouthful. That is the full name of the property. Hilton Sandestin Beach Golf Resort and Spa. Okay, we weren't going to make our email address. I mean, we weren't, we weren't going to make our URL that full name, but most people called us the Hilton Sandestin Beach. You know, uh, and actually, really, most people called us the Hilton Sandestin, but we threw that word beach in there because it's such a high search term. So the hotel's URL and our emails were like wlee at hiltonsandestinbeach.com, you know. So that's what people called our business. So we didn't, it's not necessarily, you know, super necessary to have that big, long name. So think about what people actually call your business. Um, and just for the final little tip about this one, this is all underneath the first point. Okay. Cause you know, the episode is six free ways to rank higher. All this info is all, you know, about point number one and buying valuable domains some people get on this train and they just like go ham on it. Like 50 URLs is not necessary at that point. I really don't know. I guess, you know, like depends on how much searchability some of those terms have 50 URLs is not necessary, but three to four alternate ones besides your main one really could help you. Especially like I mentioned, like if you could get medspascottsdale.com or get, you know, some really, really good ones like that. Um, but you don't have to go ham and, and get 50. So that's point number one. Um, one way to rank higher in Google without paying for it is looking like strategically having good URLs with keywords in it. Okay. Number two, keep your site updated. This is actually a really simple one. I feel I did number one first because that one was like kind of hot and heavy and a lot of info. Number two is pretty simple and straightforward. Okay. Keep your site updated. When you haven't touched your site in months, 
years, Google sees that. They know that. And they start to drop you down because they look at it as, hmm, not sure if that business is still operating. Not sure if that business is still relevant. Not sure, you know, that they're still active. So update your site, you know, hop on there and add new images, add new pages, add a blog. You know, you've got to keep your site consistently, um, going and moving and elevating or otherwise Google is going to see you as dormant. Okay. So that's number two is keeping your site updated. I would say even if you got in there once a month, um, and updated or added a new blog, like that's some movement right there. I mean, even more would be better, but still like once a month is still good enough for Google to see you as active. Okay. Um, number three is be active in your Google, my business account. Um, so some people may not know what this is. If you, you know, whenever you search a business, you know, um, ABC restaurant, Pensacola and Google pops up and there's that square over to the right that has like their hours and their phone number and all that. That's what, that's a Google, my business listing. Okay. Uh, first of all, these are incredibly important for people serving their local area, like locally driven businesses, because this helps get you on that little map. Everyone's always like, how do I get on the top few of the map? You've got to have a Google My Business account and make sure that your location is accurate. So to get a Google My Business account is literally so easy. All you have to do is Google the words get a, you know, um, sign up Google, my business. It takes you like no time to set it up, but here's the key. You need to go in and fully fill it out. Some people literally just put their name, phone number, website, logo, and they're done. You need to go in there and fully fill it out. And here is an extra pro tip for you. You can actually post inside of there. You know, you can add services and put prices next to them, but you can actually post in there very similar to a social media platform. Now, I don't know if y'all remember like a while back um, that Go, uh, Google had Google Plus and they were like trying to compete with Facebook and they had like full-blown profiles where you would post and you would follow people and you engage and all that kind of stuff. Google Plus is gone. I, it just honestly didn't go anywhere. So I'm assuming that Google like gave up on the, you know, trying to take down Facebook thing. So, but... Now, Google My Business, you can post inside of there, and it definitely helps keep your Google account active. Again, the more you can interact with Google and show them that you're active, this is going to help your cause. So not only do you need to fully fill out your profile, add your services in there, or add your products, um, but post inside there. Even if you post inside there once a week, you know, twice a month, something like that, like that's better than nothing. So don't get down on yourself if you don't have time, you know, uh, people are always trying to do everything, but it's okay. Post in there once a week and like you are, you're doing better than most people. Okay. So that's tip number three is be active inside of your Google, my business account. And Hey, just a tip too, especially if you're a local business um, when you set that up in order to get on the map, they have to confirm your location. And sometimes they do it through a phone call, like they'll call a landline, but honestly, like who the heck has a landline anymore? Um, some businesses do, um, they'll either call a landline or they'll send you a postcard with a verification code. That is incredibly important. Say it again for the people in the back you got to verify your account or it literally won't go live and all of this is pointless. So make sure you get the verification, especially if you're trying to get on the map and you're a local business. So 
Google My Business, definitely, definitely uh, very, very important. So that was tip number three. Tip number four, um, your, the content on your site is a huge driver in where you rank on Google. Okay, do you ever go to those websites and there's just like a ton of content, like paragraphs upon paragraphs, and it's like, damn, that's a lot of content. <laughs> you know, like that's a lot. Um you know, and uh, I have clients that are like, I don't want that. I literally just want like two sentences on each page. And I'm like, no, 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 you, you need good content. You need a, a significant amount of content on your site. In fact, there's like a minimum word count per page that if you don't, I mean, it changes all the time. Um, gosh, one at one point, it was like 388 words or something. If you didn't have at least 388 words on that specific page, Google didn't even see that page as existing. So it wasn't even helping you like um, they call it being indexed by Google. That means it's like like Google can see it. So if you don't have at least 388 words on a page, it's just literally like it doesn't exist. OK, so that's why you see some of these sites with just like tons and tons of copy. Um, that's actually really, really good for SEO as long as the copy is written with um, a lot of keywords in it, you know. Um, so let's say somebody Googles, um, you know, um, uh, med spa Scottsdale. We'll go back to that one. Google starts crawling all these sites looking for that word. They're trying to help the user. So they're looking for those words, med spa Scottsdale on all these sites. If they look over your site and your site says that 600 times, you are probably going to rank higher than other people. Now, the key is, is like you got to work those words into your copy organically or otherwise your site really will like push people away um, because it's it's this interesting balance. Like the copy on your website is so important to engage the reader but it's also incredibly important that it's like rich in keywords so that it's helping Google. Because if you just write all this mumbo jumbo on your website that's like not clear and you're just trying to pack the word med spa Scottsdale into there 57 times per page, it's going to end up, people aren't going to take action on your site because it, it's not... It's not relevant. You know what I mean? So it's it's a very careful balance of like, how do you work those words in, but also still speak directly to your potential customer to get them to take action. So this is exactly why blogs are so important. I have so many clients in the past when we would do a proposal to them. I'm like, we need a blog on your website. And it's usually one of the first things they want to cut They're when if they're trying to save budget, they're like, man, no, just get rid of the blog. Nobody's reading that anyway. And I'm like, no, no, no. The blog is literally one of the most important parts of the plan. And they that's when they usually say, but nobody's reading that. Who's going to read that? I'm like, I don't care if no human being ever reads this. Uh, Google is reading it and that is the only thing that matters, you know, sorry, newsflash. Most of these blogs written are not to just like feed your soul. They're to feed the Google search engine, you know, so a blog is so, so important. And that's a great way to like work in those words without um, muddying the other copy on your website. Kind of like what I was just talking about like the copy that needs to drive them to take action. You don't muddy that copy. You can use the blog to just pack that in with, gosh, I mean, if you would blog once a week, twice a week, three times a week, oh my gosh, you would you would crush it. 
you know, keeping an, a lot of your industry words um, on those blogs, a lot of locator words, things like that. Um, so the content on your site is so important because again, the moment somebody Googles some word, facial Scottsdale, it start Google starts crawling websites, crawling websites, looking for that word, facial Scottsdale, facial Scottsdale. And where do you come up? So that is probably one of the most important aspects that I'm going to talk about today. Number four, like making sure the copy on your site is just full of the words that people are searching in your industry, in your area, all of that. I cannot stress the importance. And a lot of times clients will say like, no, 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 we'll just write our website copy ourselves. And they literally write like four sentences and then they're like, okay, it's perfect. It's done. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not some, that's not an area you want to skimp on, you know? And actually when you have a, I know a lot of people are like bootstrapping their business, especially if you're a solopreneur, you're just starting. And so you're probably building your site yourself. Cool. That's fine. I did that too. Um, but I definitely think something that is worth investing in is a solid copy for your website, but be also like an actual web developer, someone who understands like meta tags and uh, someone who understands SEO to have them check the viability of your pages. I mean, they don't have to build the whole site for you, but I would definitely have them go in and help you to make sure that the titles on the page are being indexed correctly. Meta tags, all those things are so important. And if I'm speaking Chinese to you, that's okay. Honestly, like I don't do that myself. I don't, I don't handle, you know, page titles and, um, you know, like meta and all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm not saying meta, like Facebook's company, like meta is, um, aspect of your website. Anyway, it's the inner workings that helps with your SEO. I don't want to get all tacky on us. And this is an area I don't know that much about. I usually work with web developers that do know about that. So if you're, even if you're bootstrapping and you're building your own website, copy and making sure that those pages are indexed correctly by a professional will make your money back tenfold. Okay. Um, number five, um, the fifth way to get more, uh, to rank higher on Google search is to get more traffic to your site. That's one way like Google is judging to see if your site is good or not. I don't want to say good. That's like not the word I'm looking for. But um, again, I told you like when somebody pops in a word, you know, like boutique Charleston, you know, they start to look at all these sites. And one of the factors, if this site has gotten two visits ever, okay, they're going to be like, meh, that site must be meh. Okay. If, if some other boutiques website has 6,000 visits to it every hour, well, then that site's going to pop up higher because Google, Google reads between the lines. Okay. They're like, Hmm, this site's got 6,000 hits a minute. That must be really good stuff on that site. This site over here has only had six visitors ever. Hmm. Okay. So traffic to your website it does play a role. So something that you can do to get more people to your website is push people from social, right? Maybe post, you know, again, I'm going to go to the boutique example, post, um, you know, one or two, uh, purses and then say to see the full inventory, click here where they go to your site and they see the rest that's pushing them to the website. That's incentivizing them to go explore the site. Same thing with a blog, you know, like 
If you wrote a new blog that week, put it up on the website and then write a short teaser on your social media of like, are you looking for free ways to rank higher on Google? Click here to read Whitney's full blog. Okay, done. You know, maybe post out like um, the first two. You know, one important way to rank higher in Google is pushing traffic to your site. Click here to read the other five ways to rank higher. Then people are incentivized to click through and read the rest. So that is very, very important. Or if you're doing a contest, maybe it's pushing them through where they have to uh, enter on your website by putting in their email address. If you listen to this podcast, you know I'm a psycho about emails. <laughs> so I'm always trying to get more email addresses for our clients. It's literally like an addiction. Um, but that's another way to get traffic to your site is they have to go to the site to put in their email. So Think about how you can tease people through your social media or tease people on your email marketing of click here to see the rest of the purses, click here to read the rest of the story. You've got to start pushing more people back to your website to get your traffic numbers up for Google's sake, okay? So that is number five. Number six, okay, we're going to kind of get in the techie world again here. Look at the images on your website and check to see what they, the file name is. Okay, so when you're building your website or when you're uploading new photos, like for example, let's say you're a boutique and like, you know, every week you're adding the new um, inventory to your website. Um, so what are these, these images named? Some people don't pay attention to this. It's a really big thing actually. So instead of, you know, like sometimes the file name of the photo is like IMG underscore 65328, you know, like it's just like a random blob of numbers and letters um, that matters. OK, because these photos are going to go into Google image search. OK, so I would name each file. Um, gosh, there's this is so broad that it's like hard for me to give you all advice on this. I would name each image like something that people are searching. Um, it, so if it's a picture of a purse, like maybe it's the brand name of the purse and um, Charleston Boutique, you know, like um, gratitude, you know, handbag underscore Charleston Boutique, you know. Um, and then if the next image is um, a bracelet, maybe it's like, you know, uh, keep going bracelet underscore Charleston Boutique. You know, because when people search those words, Charleston Boutique, if all those images are named that or like like I said, like the the brand names that you carry, you know, if you carry Louis Vuitton, if it's like Louis Vuitton clutch bag underscore Charleston Boutique. OK, when somebody searches in Charleston for Louis Vuitton, you're going to pop up higher because they're going to be like, oh, you know, Google's going to be like, oh, I see they sell Louis Vuitton there, you know. So anyway, that's kind of a hard one to give you all examples, but I hope you understand this. It doesn't have to just be for somebody that's doing e-commerce and they're uploading pictures consistently. Even if you're a, you know, like us, like a PR agency, um, if you're just a regular business or whatever kind of business, even when you're just uploading regular photos, even if the photos are stock photos, name them something that has to do with your business, your industry, or your area, okay? Um, that is going to make a big difference. So having every single image on your website, have the file name, something strategic, whether it's the, the brand name, 
the industry you're in, the, the city you're in, I definitely think the city helps, especially if you're trying to sell local. If you're trying to sell national, it's not that important. But anyway, um, so number six is check what you're naming, what the file type name, the file, God, I can't talk y'all. Check what the file name is on the photos. Okay. So let's go back through these really quick. Okay. So the six free ways to rank higher in Google search. Number one, buying valuable domains and making sure that your regular domain is legit too and not confusing or abbreviated. Um, so number one, buying valuable domains or URLs. Number two, keeping your site updated. Number three, having a bomb Google My Business account that's active and fully filled out. Number four, the content on your website. That is probably the most important one. Making sure you're good content, you got a blog, whatever. Number five, the traffic to your site. You got to push people to your site. And number six, what are the images named? What are the file names of the images that you have uploaded to your website? So obviously if, you know, you, if you're doing all these things and you're still not popping up high enough, I'm not against paying for search on Google, especially if you're in a very, very competitive space or in an area where there are, you know, like that's really, really saturated. There's a, you know, for example, in Destin, if you type in Destin vacation rentals, oh my God, I, I can't even tell you how many vacation rental companies exist in Destin. Hundreds, hundreds. How do you pop up at the top when someone types in vacation, Destin vacation rental? You know, people are paying for that word because it's just so aggressively competitive. So I'm not against paying for Google search. I think that there's a lot of great, and we also do a lot of Google My Business advertising for people, and it absolutely crushes it, especially for our clients that are local brick and mortars. So I don't know. I'm all ears. If you have questions about this kind of stuff, uh, I love hearing from y'all. So feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram. It's the Whitney Lee. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn. It's just Whitney Lee. I'd love to hear from you. And I'd also love to hear about what you guys want to learn about next, you know, and don't feel dumb. Ask me whatever, you know, the, do y'all know some of the questions that we get? It is not a big deal. Like I try to make this podcast super approachable, super down to earth and very easy to understand. I don't like to use big words and make all that does is, yeah, maybe you might be like, wow, she's so smart. But at the end of the day, it's not going to help you guys understand it. And I want you to actually like understand and take something away from these podcasts. So if you have a question about business, don't feel dumb or silly or like it's a super elementary question. I guarantee if you have that question about your business, other business owners are having that question too. So I hope this has been helpful. I'd love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week for another interview. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please take a moment to screenshot this episode and share it to social media using hashtag true story PR or better yet, write us a five-star review on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you tune in. See you next time for another true story.